This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to The Break Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Here we are, Archery Trade Association show in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's the 2020 ATA show here, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to kick this off. We had a lot of actual business to conduct this morning, but we are now sitting down with the Whitetail Freaks, ladies and gentlemen. Don, Candy, welcome to the booth. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Anything exciting going on this morning that y'all want to talk about? Anything y'all see? Like the... The party they've had across the aisle, throwing stuff around, kind of jam things up for a little getting, while. Getting a little rowdy around here, ain't it? <laughs> it well, the, John and Gina walked through earlier, and rowdy usually follows them, so we're going to blame them for all of it. Well, we got big plans for the for this booth next year. I'm telling you. I heard y'all talking. We're going to have a party scared. like no other. I liked my idea of like loading up cameras with batteries and just hurling them at people when they walk by, and not, <laughs> not then not telling them. But I'm going to tell you what, your attorney probably would advise you not to. <laughs> well, yeah, they get in the way of a lot of fun sometimes. <laughs> All right, so we are coming fresh off of the Landry's coming to visit Candyland this year. Absolutely. That's always y'all's favorite week of the year, I'm sure. The Swamp Freaks. <laughs> now, I was trying to keep up with it, but y'all ended up, uh, Rhett Atkins was up there during the same time. Yes. He killed, uh, <clears throat> Troy killed. Killed a five-year-old, big five-year-old, big, good frame ten-pointer. Troy killed a, uh, a real nice eight, and then Jacob killed an older, uh, an older eight. Was an eight or a nine? Could have been a nine. Now, did you keep these people away from my turkeys? Like, I don't need them to be disrupted. <laughs> they, they, they are not allowed important. to uh, harass your turkeys in any way, shape, or form. I'm glad they understand. They have your name on them. <laughs> so, we're sitting here. I'm, I'm watching technical stuff that I don't understand anything about here. I get distracted easily, I'm afraid. You're like a cat where I they am. have the little yes, dog. Yes, yes. The squirrel runs by. It's like, You're squirrel! Running. And there I go. Well, as we have y'all here, Candy was like, she didn't want to bring it up because it depresses people. But I do think it's a little interesting here. People, like, worry about the CWD and the EHD and all of these things. So I know that y'all had the EHD in your area. Got super slammed on one farm. Got two different farms of 1,000 acres, only a mile and a half apart. And one farm lost probably between 60 and 80 deer. What? It's pretty sad. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, it was that bad. Yeah, I still haven't picked them all up. I found 16 in, like, an hour and a half. Holy smokes. We kept, so. kept talking to the neighbors in late summer when Dawn started finding some of the deer, and, and we called the, the, you know, the DNR agent, and they're all like, oh, wait, I think we're fine. It's like, have you been walking around? And, you know, and they could Holy smell it. And, yeah, so, I mean, unfortunately, I was hit. You know, we had a wet, wet, wet year. So You know, that's the thing. A lot of people think it's the dry years that you get it. Right. The two worst years I've ever had was the wettest years we've ever had. So. Yep. Well, that was what I was going to ask outside the context of any impact it had on your properties. Like, the EHD... Like you just said, like my, I had always thought it came from dry conditions and the drought and everything. So, like, what, I'm going to demonstrate my ignorance here because I try to keep up with all the differences in, like, the blue tongue, the EHD, the CWD and all that. So, EHD. Epizoic hemorrhagic disease. Yeah, yeah and, at the, and at the base level, like, whoa. At the base level, that uh, originates, like, is it a bacterial infection? It's a virus that they get from a midge fly. Okay, that's what that one is. And, you know, on all the dry years, the farm we live on has a sandy creek. Right. So and they come out of the mud. So on the dry years, I'm fine. But on the wet years, they're all out in the crop fields where there's standing water and there's mud everywhere. 
and it just happened at the wrong time. In August, oh. like I said, we had 50 inches of rain this year. That is the worst. And once that water receded, it exposed all the mud, and they all died almost in the same week. All the deer started dying in the same week? Pretty much in the same week, yep. So once they get bitten and they're infected, what's the help? What's the incubation period, like before they start to? Not very long. I mean, they go quick. I filmed a healthy deer, and two days later, he was dead. Oh, man. So. And I had to hear I don't about know. it I, was kidding. <laughs> I don't know much about it either. All I know is it's, it's not pretty. I think Candy's an expert on it now because she heard Don talk about it every day. And I just put my hands over my ears. Like, yeah. Kind of like see no evil, hear no evil. Yeah, it's really bad because you're losing six- and seven-year-old ear. Yep. You've lost six- and seven years of that. That's it's going to take a long time to bounce back. It'll take four years anyway to come back from that. So this is a this is a ridiculous question I'm about to ask because I should probably already know and you might not know I don't know that eight that I did not shoot and Candy did not shoot from two years ago. Whatever happened to that deer? I'm not totally positive, but one of my neighbors killed him. Is that what you think happened? I have an Amish neighbor, I believe, got him. Because I was so excited about seeing how big that deer was going to get. Because I got this thing for big eights. Yeah, he was a cool deer. He was awesome. Yeah, we're losing way too many to the neighbors. That's for sure. Uh, well, because they do those drives to, what, your south right there? Pretty much everywhere. Yeah, they were everywhere <laughs> that week, too. They were just parked in every turn in. Yeah, it's tough. You lose them to the neighbors, and then you have EHD hit and wipes the whole herd out. So Ugh. I'll be hunting somewhere else next year. <laughs> but all in all, y'all still had a pretty good year, though. We did pretty good because one farm didn't get hit very hard. Right. So I think we had six deer we killed on that farm and only one at my home place. Oh, so, okay, so y'all got did Kaylee kill one? No. No, she didn't. Uh-uh. She ate and she's talking to y'all? Yeah. She's still talking to y'all? I think she's interested in boys more. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's 13, you got to remember. Uh, oh, and y'all hadn't started, like, arm wrestling at the kitchen table yet? Oh, of course we have, but I always win. <laughs> 13 going on 30. <laughs> so the Freaks in general had a good year, I believe. The biggest one that I remember was Woody's. Yep, Woody killed like the a 190. The 190s, anyway, yeah. Spencer still has a tag, and he's hoping to tag. He's hoping to kill a bigger one in the next two two days. Everybody on the we team did. Two days good. left, right? Cody Jarrett sitting right over there. He killed a couple nice bucks this year. <laughs> Cody coming through in the clutch. <laughs> That's our boy. <laughs> is it, is, where where's your yours in you're in southeast? Is that where you hunt? No, South West Virginia, Illinois. You do you're filming in Illinois? Oh, you do film in West Virginia and kill big deer in West Virginia? Yeah, nice deer. Oh, I'm going to be ignorant then and just pretend I didn't know they had big deer in West Virginia because I don't think I did. <laughs> I'm like, wow, how did I? Where are, the, where are the 190s in West Virginia? I didn't know about these. Yep, Tyler killed a good deer, a couple of good deer. Had a good good year all the way around pretty much. Dave, cool. Mac, everybody. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Not a good quality deer, so that's a good thing. I'm just waiting when you're coming back to – Turkey hunt? No, not just turkey hunt, but oh. cook us some of that good old barbecue. I, you're going to laugh. Award-winning barbecue. You're going to laugh. I was totally about to turn this subject to food anyway. Let's talk about what Troy cooked. Let's get to the important matters here. <laughs> well, Troy the, cooked it, every night just about, didn't he? Well, of course. You think I'm going to, like, deny him the kitchen? <laughs> the, whenever uh, the Landry's come, one of the things that we have, it's a requirement. Yep. They have to bring etouffee. That's, like, our ultimate Crawfish. favorite. Crawfish etouffee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Because every like time butter. I'm watching those kids, you're like posting all these pictures. Swamp people roll into Candyland. Troy's bringing the crawfish etouffee. Jambalaya. Oh, my Lord. 
you makes name me it. Hungry talking I know. about it. Let's go. Sauce bon. <laughs> <laughs> Don's French now. That's, that's I all I know. Sauce bon. <laughs> Did you say that right? Or sausage bone, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just making it up down there in southern Louisiana anyway. Probably exactly. so. <laughs> so what do you got new this year, Tom? Well, for this year, we uh, last year was a little bit of a, a transition because we had so many new technologies in the hopper that we didn't want to like dump them all out at the same time. Well, this year we are dumping them all out at the same time because they all seem to be ready. So we've got the new Defender Wireless cellular camera. Y'all have had a chance to play with that yes. a little bit. Awesome. That camera, like but the things that differentiate that, it's like a really customizable experience. So you can... This is the one thing that I like that I don't know that we talk about enough. Like on the flash, you can do like a long range, low glow infrared flash, and then you can do like a fast motion that'll speed up your shutter speed so it'll eliminate some of the blur. But then the third setting is actually an invisible flash. So it's basically like having a black flash camera and a low glow camera inside the same camera. I didn't even know that. So that's a pretty cool feature, and then you can adjust. I tell people this is another one, like with the trigger speeds, the adjustable trigger speeds, you could go from 0.2 to 0.7 seconds, and it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you're by a feeder or food source, a deer might be walking a lot slower as he comes into frame. So if you're like at 0.2, you might be catching his nose in some instances, so it might make sense to slow it down. Everybody's worried about fast, fast, fast. Right. Well, if that deer's just barely making his way in, if you slow it down to 0.7, then you probably get like half his body at some point, and you actually see the antlers and you get to see what the deer is. So that's another feature. So with all those customizations available, we've also got like the two inch viewing screen. So when you set it up, it's easy to do that. Uh, there's just so much available. You can download HD images, HD videos. We've also got another version of that camera coming out in the spring that won't have as many bells and whistles. It'll be a little less expensive. We've got what I think is the best standalone camera in the market that we're gonna be selling this year. It's gonna be less than $200. It's got military-grade black infrared vision on it. So the detection range goes out to about 90 feet. But these images will be as good as, like, your standard low-glow images have been in the past. And it has our dual-lens technology. So not only will it have that flash in the camera, but it will also have uh, the, the lens that is customized just for low-light conditions and night images in that camera. So that's another camera that's two-in-one. So what's the purpose exactly of the dual lens? Is that just a noise you're trying to get rid of? There is, like... Traditionally, there was a filter, an infrared filter, right. at daylight and sunset. But outside of the noise factor, you have to compromise the lens and the sensor if you're going to take daytime and nighttime pictures with the same lens and right. sensor. If you take that and make it two, then you have one set of sensors and lenses that is customized to process high light conditions, high visibility. Gotcha to really give you the best color, the best pictures you can get in daylight conditions. And to the opposite of that, it's got a set of lenses and sensors that is tuned to perform at optimal levels in low light conditions. Right. So then you get the best possible night. So basically you're avoiding the compromise that you get in your standard cameras that just have one lens and one sensor. So. I knew there was something I didn't know. <laughs> so that, that, that's why I actually, I tell people all the time, and we've lowered the prices on our other dual lens cameras. So all of our dual lens cameras will be available for under $200 now, wow. which will be super cool because those cameras are 
man, their performance is just off They're the charts sweet, on the pictures you, you get. Bet. Like when we first sent y'all that one last year, we still use that picture like in ads and, and like on the website and everything. It was the one where the two deer were behind each other and they oh, were in full velvet, yeah. but the sky was so blue and you saw all the cloud cover and the variations in the green. Like we still use that picture because the, that color is possible in that picture because of the dual lens. Right. It's a good camera, no doubt. So you catching any fish? Let's get back to serious matters yeah, let's here. Let's talk fishing here. As we talk about cameras, let's talk about fishing. Oh lord! Yeah, how about them walleye? Golly! No, I'm, re- I'm ready to head north to Canada. When's that? We went last year in July. Into July, yeah. Cache Valley Outfitters out there in Canada, Fern Ontario, Br- Canada. Fern and Brian. And we caught some giant northern pike, 44 inch, 43s. <sighs> walleye, we were catching up to 28. What? That's, that's stud walleye. No now. internet, no cell service. Life is good. I need to move there. Yeah, Don's moving. <laughs> Don already has his like mailbox right there. That's where I'm cabin. going, right there. Flying on your own private lake. Uh, see, that's now. How many lodges were on the lake that you went to? There's one. Is it just one on that one lake? One cabin on that lake, entire lake. What? He's got 10 different lakes, and they all have their own private cabins on it. You can sleep up to 12 people per cabin. Yeah, propane uh, refrigerators. There's uh, propane uh, stoves. So what's the weather like that time of year? Gorgeous. So you go in in July. It's like upper Canada, too, right? It's It's not that far up Is it not too far up? Two hours north. Oh, I I thought it was a little further. I mean, I didn't think it was like all the way up the Arctic Maybe three hours north of the Is it Iowa Falls or? International Falls. International Falls, sorry. Iowa Falls, And then you just get into camp. And so what was the weather again like? I mean, like temperature-wise? No, we got to 80 in the daytime. What? Oh, yeah. We went swimming up there and everything. I didn't. But my, my ignorance is on full display today because no, no. I didn't even know it got to 80 in Canada ever. Now, there's a skim of ice still on, but <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> no, it, was, it was fun. I love to fish up there. But now you've got – now that uh, your deer season's wrapping up and you don't necessarily have to farm no. really hard for a few weeks. Right. It's walleye season for you, right? Yeah. It, Don't, when do you start getting them, getting after them? We just start ice fishing now. We just now getting ice on the water. Now, do y'all still get ice? The the pond that's across the house there. Y'all still got crappie and stuff in there. Do y'all still? Yeah, unless the otters have got them all. Ugh. So I've been seeing otters out. swimming around in there. So that's disappointing. <laughs> it is disappointing, but no, we start ice fishing here pretty quick. It's pretty fun. And then the the state lake that you and I went to that river. time. Yeah. No. When do you when do you start when do I, oh March probably I'm from Tennessee I don't know anything about walleye some years of, so I like when when March. is it uh, I just know I like to eat them and I like to try to catch them I'm just no expert here so when is prime time for those like because you catch a lot like before you really start full time oh, yeah, uh, by the end of March you're starting to catch a few you can catch them in you know 40 degree water but then all the way through I don't know April end of April is really good. They spawn early, so yeah. I think they spawn like 47 degree water. And your, leech, your, your leeches are your secret, is that right? Hey, don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think the gig's up on that. Everybody knows leeches are say, awesome. That's Don's on the internet saying where he can get the biggest ones from. <laughs> that's why they're for sale on the internet now. The secret's out. 16th ounce chartreuse jig tipped with a leech. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not what you put on my rod. No, I put a, I put a crankbait on yours. <laughs> So anything else exciting in store? 2020 Whitetail Freaks. Anything new coming got, on board? Uh, I think the whole team ended up with 17 or 18 kills this year. So oh, so TV season will be good. Oh, TV season is going to be great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I can't think of. I, I don't. Oh, yeah. Cody, you getting married? No. No. What? Dang. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Barrett, is Share it? all that money. Barrett's going to be one. <laughs> 
All right, so well, we got 17 good episodes coming uh, up. Uh, no, we got 20 good episodes. Oh, you good, got 20 good episodes. 20 originals, yeah. Ooh. That's a lot of work for Scott to be working on. He's here at the show. He should be home working. Yes. Where, why are you not working, Scott? <laughs> well, actually, what Don's going to do when we get home from deer season being done is going to get our, those new feeders put up. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. New, yeah, new browning feeder to get them babies going so I can pick up some spike sheds. <laughs> I, still I, got send you those, I still got to send you some spikes and feet that I've been telling you I was going to send you for three months. I'm working on that, though. Yep, <laughs> so those actually come out to retail when? Uh, spring. Spring. Yeah, right now, just the spin feeder, but you're going to have the uh, Yeah, we're going to have gravity, and it'll, it'll grow. It's, it's just going to be a uh, the line of feeders that are coming out. You know, it's named after the Strike Force cameras so we're going to go with strike force name and then we'll take it from there and see what we can do so I, we're just going to start out like with eight like the feeder kit the the barrel so we won't get too deep into it right out of the nice. gate mm-hmm. awesome gotta feed them whitetails man yeah baby <laughs> i'm sitting there trying to think i might need to come up there for a week during turkey season this year if i could manage to pry myself out of the turkey woods for two days i need to go fishing absolutely i'm in then we could call it Surf and Turf at the Kiskis. Absolutely. Are you are you making the And then we could do yeah, I was gonna say then we could barbecue and then we could do this the walleye. Ooh, that sounds like a plan. Got the walleye, we got great bass fishing up there too. I get a little older and it all starts to revolve around what I'm eating. We're gonna go walking. We're gonna go walking. Like Derek over here, I go up for his turkey hunt and his dad like throws a woo dang get down party and feeds eighty two people. Jeez. <laughs> Every, I do like going up his because like his dad like likes he likes hosting gatherings at the house. So he's got these big smokers and he ended up with this commercial grade smoker that he got out of some hotel that they were selling off. And he got he can feed half the county. Wow. And so when we go up there, we do that like on the first night before we turkey hunt, and then then we just eat more, and then we go eat the world famous Schindler's Burger, the bologna burger from Schindler's, Benton, Missouri. We give them a plug because they are magnificent. Bologna burger. That don't even sound good. The what now? New hamburgers. <laughs> New hamburgers. Is that yes. the, so? I'm getting my all those big metropolitan areas there kind of like they overlap, and I get confused. So <laughs> when is the big St. Jude? Uh, event uh, that you're always a big event. part of yeah we actually moved it we do we're doing the big st jude event it's there in poplar bluff missouri it is the second week in august this year usually it's the first weekend this year it's the second weekend uh you know that thing has gotten huge like uh, like we never expected that the the coliseum there for the community college is the largest facility in the town and we've gotten where we sell that out every year now and then the the archery shoot takes place on saturday and that thing man they ran people through that thing from eight to three o'clock in the afternoon this year so and these silent auctions you guys all have i mean definitely all going to an incredible cause oh yeah it, it, we're we're we've reached the point now with that event where it's a it's a solid six-figure donation that we're making to saint jude uh but the team the people that are in Poplar Bluff really kind of make that thing happen. Uh, Randy Birdsong, who's on Headhunters TV, his sister-in-law is the chairperson for yeah. the event, and so it's one of those events. And it's—I wish we had more. And I, I, <laughs> this is my plea to the industry now that we did more things united together. Absolutely. So like we all kind of set aside all of our like relationships and everything for that weekend, and we all go in there to raise funds for St. Jude. And it works out to be a great event. So it's not just people that we sponsor. It's not just people we work with. It's people from all across the industry. We all get together. It's a great 
two-day event right there in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, and we're raising a ton of money for St. Jude. And so, you know, even out in your local communities, if you if you get the opportunity to do events like this, you know, set down your biases and your brand loyalties and, and do the right thing and raise some money for some good causes. Absolutely. I remember I was a reigning champion on that three-wheeler. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> you and Jason? <laughs> I forgot about that. You actually won that. And wait, Cheater, Cheater, Burger, Cheater Burger over here won it this year. Oh, did he? <laughs> so awesome. No, they didn't explain the rules. Oh, that's correctly. it. That's, his, that's, his, that's his story. He didn't know he cheated because he didn't get the rules properly. <laughs> he took the short way around. <laughs> oh, he cheated. <laughs> so on the bright side, the Browning Trail Cameras teams have won Two out of the last three championships. That's awesome. <laughs> One would have won three out of three if I would have been driving. It, it was funny, though, because <laughs> nobody could figure out how they won so fast. <laughs> because there was, like, a short loop to get to the stage to do the dance they had to do before they could keep moving. And instead of, like, sending everybody around at the same time, some people did the short half first and the other people did the long half. Well, the rest of the race, you had to do the opposite. So if you came in on the short side, you're supposed to take the long route back. Well, <laughs> they took the short. Short, short. And short. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is like dying, and they're like high-fiving in the crowd all of a sudden. <laughs> Smoking <laughs> victory cigars. <laughs> it was a thing. Oh, Lord. And everybody else is still racing. <laughs> But it was a good time. <coughs> All right, I don't want to drag it out and keep everybody here too long. I appreciate anybody stopping by. Derek, we always appreciate always. The, break, Absolutely. the break podcast here, letting us kind of move in and take over for a little bit. He's When's he coming to Iowa to do this? Yeah, you, well, we could just line up. Well, where could we, oh, we could do it at the ranch look house. At your, look at your thinking. Yeah, we, your we thinking's could, going like crazy. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking. We could set up in the back room over at the ranch house. In my house. Yeah, you guys will say your your my condo. Your a vacation spot. <laughs> we could set up back there. It'd be like a real studio with the glass doors and everything. Ooh, look yeah. at you. Set up a camera and be like, hey, we're live from the studios here in southern central Iowa. <laughs> At Candyland. <laughs> so I'm gonna let everybody get out of here. I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen here. Thanks again, Derek, for keeping us out of the ditches here. Thank you, Don Candy Whitetail Freaks, for Thank stopping you. by. Thank you for Thank the you. audience over here. We got uh, Woo, Scott and Cody. Cody and Scott are cheering us on to the finish line. Man, they were you. wishing we'd been done like 20 minutes ago, probably. But <laughs> thank Brownie for all the support too. Absolutely. Oh, thank thank you, you guys. We love these guys. Thank you so much. This is Tom Rainey signing off from our first session here at ATA Day One, Indianapolis, Indiana. This is the Browning Trail Cameras Takeover, the Break Podcast. We will talk to you later. This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to the Break Podcast.